boy, we're about to have a conversation. And where I want to start is where my mindset was going into Unhinged. So as some of you might recall, some of us had a bit of a disagreement recently about Rambo Last Blood. Some of you vehemently defended that movie. You were like, Grace, it's just a Rambo movie. It's just a good time. But I didn't feel that way. In my review, I said that it was xenophobic towards Mexico. And some of you countered to that, Grace, have you ever been to Mexico? Well, I have not been to Mexico, but I am aware, of course, as everyone is, that there are some very, very dangerous people there. But I don't think that means you can not only write off, but be really derogatory towards not just an entire country, but everyone who was born there. And that's what I felt Rambo Last Blood did. But again, a lot of people like, you know, not a lot of people. It did okay at the box office. It's, it's, it's Rotten Tomato score. Most critics agreed with me, but, you know, it has a high, it has a high uh, audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. I'll put up the cinema score. So, you know, I, I wanted to, con- just like I went into Rambo Last Blood, I went into Rambo Last Blood with no preconceptions. And I went into Unhinged the same way, even though I felt the trailer was dicey. But I was like, hey, that's the trailer. Let's see if the movie gives us some insight into why Russell Crowe is acting the way he is, either as the protagonist or the villain. Give me an understanding of what's going on with this guy and why Russell Crowe would make this movie besides the paycheck. Uh, It must have been a big paycheck. So I got 44 minutes into the movie and then I had to turn it off. I'm sorry to say that that is what happened. And I really wrestled with it because I'm reviewing this movie. And a couple of times before the 44 minute mark, I had to look away because there was such horrible, cruel, sad violence. I was like, I just can't watch. But I was like, keep going. Let's see where this takes us. But then again, 44 minutes in the halfway mark. So I made it halfway. I just couldn't, I started to watch this scene, but I couldn't finish it. I couldn't watch Russell Crowe. And don't worry, I'm not going to give you too many spoilers here, but I have to give you the context of why I turned it off. I just couldn't watch Russell Crowe beat a nice, innocent man to death with a ceramic coffee mug in a diner, a man he'd never met up until that point over assumptions and projections. It was just, again, it was way too violent, too sad, too cruel. It was like the worst torture porn. It was... It was horrible. I couldn't, I couldn't watch it. So I'm going to review the first 44 minutes of the movie. And I'm very curious to see how far you guys get if you go and see the movie. Now, I just, you know, there are no theaters open in New York City, so they couldn't have a screening. So I had to get a screener. So turning a, turning a movie off is a lot different than walking out of a movie. And I know many of you are very reluctant to walk out of movies. I'm very reluctant to walk out of a movie. I'm, it's my evening. I went there. I paid for it. I try to see it through. So I'll be curious, because this movie's only available in theaters right now, if you can go and see it, if your theaters are open, what your experience is like. And in fact, this is already open in some other countries. And so if you've seen Unhinged, I'd be curious to see uh, what you thought of it and what your experience was like. And if you have spoiler comments in your, in your, uh, in your own uh, description of the movie and your experience, be sure to mark it as such down below. So uh, again, I'm going to review the first 44 minutes of the movie. And again, being totally fair, I will say it is a well-made movie. It looks like a theatrical release. It looks like something that's supposed to be watched in theaters. Uh, I thought the score, by the way, was quite good. In fact, it reminded me of the Test Track soundtrack uh, when you're waiting online for the ride. If you're a Disney fan, you know what I'm talking about. It's zippy, it's thrilling, but here it also ratcheted up the tension. Like you really felt like not only at the edge of your seat, but like you were gonna go crazy. I thought it was very, very effective. The cinematography and the directing are also strong with interesting and effective shots used throughout at least the first 44 minutes. 
The opening credit sequence I thought was extremely good, showing how today everyone seems angry and out of control, which I think is a, a legit commentary. And in fact, when the movie did start, it seemed a lot like a Jason Blum movie to me. So I felt, I felt, I felt it was a legitimate movie. Uh, and the acting is good across the board, but here's where things get, I think, very telling. The fact that they couldn't get any actress of note to star opposite Russell Crowe, I think that really shows you the taste level of this movie. I mean, German director Derek Bort has some legit credits, and so does screenwriter Carl Ellsworth, despite what he's like done a very poor job writing here. And Russell Crowe was an Oscar winner. You would think that some actress, even maybe one who's like a television or streaming actress, would be willing to sign up for this movie to level up to movies, right? So the fact that no actress would do that who has any sort of career, I think is it really says a lot. And I don't know why Jimmy Simpson is in this movie, except to make me feel just absolutely horrible for him. I'm a big Jimmy Simpson fan. Uh, and the female lead, by the way, it's not a good role, I think, which also makes it comp probably complicated getting any name talent to play the character. She's annoying and unsympathetic as written. And while Karen Pistorius is clearly a capable actress, she doesn't add any of those qualities. Uh, you know, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't make the character not annoying and, and more sympathetic uh, which a good, which I think a good actress can do. I think a good, I mean, unless she's supposed to be an annoying woman and I don't even want to get into with the fact that what kind of commentary that could be, you know, like that's horrible. That's really horrible. So we'll talk about violence and stuff like that towards the end of the review, but I don't, I don't even want to get into that. That's just like so horrible. Uh, but I think, you know, an, an, an actress should have made the character more likable and a little bit, you know, you could, she was so frazzled and so out of control. You're like, get it together. You know, I, and also I think that an actress who had a fan base of some level would be able to bring sympathies with her in addition to her acting, even if it wasn't written into the role. But this character, boy, I mean, I know people that need to do stupid things in a scary movie for there to be a movie. But this character does things that are just too stupid. Even her poor son pleads with her throughout the first half of the movie to not make such stupid mistakes. I felt real bad for him. I was like, you need a different parental guardian. This lady's a mess. All right, so how about Russell Crowe? I mean, again, I was trying to be like, why did you take on this role besides the paycheck? And as the movie started, I was, because, you know, the opening scene is like really bad. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's well made, it's well shot, but it's like, you're like, what am I watching here? So I was like, okay, Grace, just try and be open-minded and, you know, not only think about how people are really angry these days, but I also thought of the famous line from the Killing Joke comic, graphic novel, where the Joker points out that it just takes one bad day. Just one bad day. But you know what? Russell Crowe's character, despite what he says in the movie, is not having just one bad day. He is making a series of bad choices. And now, in this movie, he's chosen to hurt people. Uh, and not just people he knows, but people he doesn't even know. And no matter how bad your day is, it is totally unwarranted to dish out this level of violence and right from the opening scene, murder. I mean, they don't, it seems to me they have, I'm not, we'll talk about, you know, the movie's uh, perspective on Russell Crowe's character. It's a, it's a little further down in my notes. But this, you know, what else this made me think of? This is a pulp sloppy version of what the Betty Broderick miniseries on USA recently accomplished so spectacularly. I loved that. It was fantastic. That miniseries was able to convincingly portray the true story of how a woman in the late 1980s was driven insane and to murder by her husband as he slowly gaslighted her and deliberately and cruelly stripped her of her entire life. We're talking her kids, her financial security, uh, her identity, and, you know, and, and her sanity. 
But here, and by the way, I'm not condoning what Betty Broderick did. We're gonna, I'm going to get to that in a moment. But here, we, have, we don't even have an idea of what happened between Crow and his ex-wife. What started all this? We don't, we don't know. I mean, not, at least not in the first half of the movie. It's almost as if the movie's saying it's not important. You know, women, you know, I, I, don't, want, I don't want to think of this movie being against women. Because he hurts a lot of guys, too. Uh, but you know, usually the, the guys that come in defense of women. Now I'm starting to get really upset about the movie. But anyway, no matter what the story is between Russell Crowe's character and his ex-wife, there's no, you know, why are you bringing innocent people into this? It was horrible. Crow doesn't come across as sympathetic whatsoever. But I do worry that some people could find him sympathetic because he's played by Russell Crowe, who's a very charismatic, even, you know, he's kind of falling apart. I hope he's okay in real life. It's a little like watching uh, Johnny Depp in some of his performances before he went back to rehab. Uh, you know, but he's still, he's still a good actor. He brings nuance to his role. And his character believes that he's right. And you feel that because it's Russell Crowe's performance. But he's clearly insane. And insane people often feel they're right. Insane people feel they're right. Bad people feel they're right. Everyone who's a villain feels they're right. Feeling you're right is not a justification for horrible behavior. And I don't think the movie does enough to make it clear from the filmmaker's perspective that Russell Crowe is not only insane, but he's in the wrong. At the very least, this movie should have made it more clear that he's in the wrong. But I think the film wants to have its cake and eat it too, to be edgy and controversial. So they're like, maybe we back Russell Crowe, maybe we don't. And you're like, you gotta not back him. It's really irresponsible to even suggest that you back this character's behavior. Uh, so that was a big problem for me. Uh, no matter how angry or hurt that you are, I'm telling you, you don't have the right to hurt somebody else. Not just physically, but even emotionally. Even Betty Broderick is still in jail to this day. She couldn't get away with what she did because it was also inexcusable. Uh, at the very least, I hope that Unhinged will serve as a reminder to people that you are not law enforcement. Some people like to take it upon themselves, we're seeing it a lot today, that they will dish out justice. Citizens arrest. I will stand up and do something. Don't do that. It's a bad idea. This woman should have honked. She shouldn't have honked Russell Crowe. She should have just driven around him. So, I mean, at least this movie can maybe do some good in that regard. And if you feel like you're in danger, you should call the police and have them handle it. And I know that sometimes the police aren't available or they don't come. But you should, I'll tell you this, always avoid confrontation because usually nobody wins in those situations. I know a lot of people are like, I'm in the right. Uh, this is, you know, it's, it's unfair for that not to happen. Why can't I defend myself? You know what? It's not going to matter when you're horribly injured or worse. Just walk away. I really, really feel that that's important. And I wish this movie had made that point. I mean, maybe it did in the second half, but it would have to be quite the 180 to do that. Um, that's just how I feel about it. So that's my review of the first half of Unhinged, uh, which hits theaters this Friday. And of course, again, it's playing in some theaters already um, across the globe. So again, I'm curious to hear your thoughts down below. Share them, subscribe today, and of course, as always, you can check out some more videos right now.